why. I'm better than you. My eyes are red. I was in the back smoking a joint, but then again, you know it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your boy Stevie Jock. And it's your boy Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Drivers Podcast, but I'm wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. And we are living in a new era of the uh, of the bloodline and the and the scope of the WWE universe. Money in the bank has just passed, mm-hmm. and what a night! Yeah, what a night! General thoughts before we run down the card. Um, general thoughts of money in the bank that just passed. Um, one thought I have is. Triple H showed that while he might not give fans what they want as soon as they want it, he I respect that he acknowledges that he listens to them and the things that they want, and he's willing to address them. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about, at least on one major front. Mm-hmm. And, and, and more um, in more ways than but definitely one. in more ways than one yeah he's a he's an evil genius man he is he he knows what he knows what he's doing and the story he's trying to tell but i mean i've been saying it since day one yeah all right but without further ado man let's get into the card um before Ooh, we get in, oh before, yes before, before we, we get, get in. into the card I want to acknowledge something that happened this past week. Obviously, most of the fans have heard about it. If they haven't, I'm going to address it right now. The wrestling community lost somebody that was very, very instrumental in the way we look at injuries and protecting one another in the business today because of what happened during his career. So with that being said, I just want to send heartfelt condolences from myself and Stevie Jobber to the family and friends of Darren Drozdoff who had just passed away this past week. Our prayers and condolences go to his family and friends in this tough time. And if you guys don't know who he is and why he's significant into the wrestling business, I very highly suggest you look at his history and you check out what happened to him and you check out all the things that have been improved since what has happened to him in his career. So just prayers and condolences to the family and friends of Darren Drostoff. Okay, so let's go in order. Mm-hmm. Um, shocking, at least to me, they started with the men's money in the bank. Right? Yeah, Damien Priest, L.A. Knight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nakamura, Butch, God bless him, Santos Escobar, <laughs> uh, Ricochet, and Logan Paul. What a match to start out with. Yeah. Like the way they came out the gate with that match, I have, I was not, I was expecting the match to be good. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, surprisingly. I think for me personally, that's the best men's money in the bank match I've seen in the last three years. At least. Probably since the North American one. Oh, yeah. From Money in the Bank, even further back. 
Well, yeah, for, for ladder matches, it's probably the best one since the North American ladder match, like you said, which ironically enough had a lot of these people, three of them people yeah. in that match. Ironically enough. Says was it three? Says something. At least. Definitely I know, two. I know Knight was in it. I know Shea was in it. I know. Was Butch in it at the time? Two. It was two. Because I was two. I was thinking Priest was in that match, but I don't think Priest was in that match. No, it was the the, the two big men were uh, Killian Dane and Lars. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's ironically enough, two two people were in that match. Just quality, just so much quality. Um, great spots, great adjustments. I'm very upset about the plot hole in all of this, though. I will say, and then we can touch on the result. Mm-hmm. Man, where was Bronson Reed, man? I mean, for a guy that loves storytelling, Triple H. Major plot hole here. Bronson Reed was just totally left out of it. Yeah, after two weeks of just decimating people that were in the match. I figured, all right, if he's not going to get in, at least he's going to interfere. Like, he's he's got certain people he's got an eye on, mm-hmm. proving that he's better than. He's got to be, like, the guy that messes it up for someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's been hunting down Nakamura. He's been hunting down Ricochet. At least you know, take those two out and he'll be the reason they lose. Like where was Bronson Reed and all this? Yeah. That, that, that that surprised me, but it wasn't like, it was a glaring surprise for me. Like when you say it, I understand what you mean. It is kind of a plot hole, but I feel like it's going to wind up getting addressed on this, on this upcoming SmackDown anyway. mm. Like he'll he'll probably go right into the feud with Nakamura or Ricochet. Mm. So I, I, it's going to wind up getting addressed at some point because you got to start fresh now for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes a way for a lot of stories. Well, the biggest story, Um, it was not LA Knight. Damn it. It was not Logan Paul. Damn it for you. Ironically enough, it ended up being both our Dark Horse pick, uh, Damian Priest, who... Maybe a friend of ours, D the Toy Hunter, might have called early on. Mm. Damian Priest is solidified as a main eventer, man. He wins money in the bank. Now, I'm not surprised that he won. I'm not even upset that he won. When I seen it was him, I was like, okay, you know what? I didn't think they was going to pull the trigger as fast as they did. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they did. And again, I'm not upset with it. I'm actually applauding it. Um for the fans that are highly upset that LA Knight didn't win, like you thought LA Knight was going to have his moment, he kind of unhooked it a tiny bit, and then you know he gets he gets broken arrowed off the top of the ladder. Great spot, by the way. Um, this is the thing you got to remember, and we talked about this a tiny bit, but we didn't fully dive into it. If there's one thing Triple H is good at, it is long term storytelling. And during the press conference, they asked him about L.A. Knight, and a lot of fans wanted L.A. Knight to win. And they wanted to know what the thought process behind that was. Triple H pretty much assured us that he he does something that Vince doesn't always do, 
He listens to the fans and what they want, but he's not always going to give it to them right out of the gate. Like only within the last month have people been clamoring for LA Knight to be a main eventer or mm-hmm. win money in the bank. Sure, he did it with Liv when everybody said, yeah, we we need Liv to win money in the bank, and he gave it to Liv right away. But it's not always going to be the case. And is LA Knight going to be a world champion? Yes. He he definitely has all the tools, the in-ring, the mic skills, the charisma. He has all the skills to be the world champion, and he will be at some point. But given the last six months, year, Priest has been operating on a whole different, on a whole different level. Even after winning the U.S. title, he's been just operating and running at a whole different length than everybody. I think working with Edge for that little bit of time definitely helped him. Working with Finn right now is definitely helping him. So, and given what he did at Backlash, the dude main event at Backlash and put on arguably a match of the year with a celebrity. Like, not even just match of the year with another talent. Mm-hmm. Match of the year with a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other celebrity that's been in any form of wrestling can say that they have a match of the year candidate. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not mad that he won. And I I can definitely say it's a matter of time before Priest is a world champion because I don't see him losing to whoever he cashes in on. Yeah, I feel like they strongly back Damian Priest. And I'm proud of him. I'm mm-hmm. behind him. I, I want him to never wear that shirt again. Look like yeah. it came out of Kane's like old sketch yeah. pad like prototype. It just don't ever wear that again. But very proud of him. And mm-hmm. he clearly has earned it. And it was already on the horizon. Yeah. This was just this was just putting a stamp on it. But I mean, great, great match. All these guys went out there and did it. And another thing, man, God bless Ricochet. God bless Ricochet. Because yeah. that that spot where they fell off the ladder and they had to like I readjust mean, themselves on the fly. I watched that clip at least seven times and then I was like slowing it down, speeding it up. The way he was man, the, the way he managed to say that and was literally like, all right, Logan's feet weren't even set on the ropes. Like one foot was over the rope, one foot was behind the rope. From the moment, and he was just like, "We're going." And he from like, the from the moment the ladder was tipped over, um, injury was on the horizon. <laughs> really, like I was like, "Oh God, oh God!" This the is moment bad. Logan didn't start by having good footing off the ladder, this was going downhill. Yeah, and that's who I was like. Funny enough, that's who I was more scared for was Logan. I was like, "Oh, shit, I was definitely gonna... way more scared for Logan." Yeah, because we've seen Ricochet pull some stuff out where he saves himself, and it's like, oh god, oh Logan, Logan, Logan. I had to have been in these off balance situations before, and I'm watching like he's I you while you went back and rewind it, I but I was it played like slow motion in my head, because mm-hmm. because the moment they grabbed each other, and I was like, oh snap, they weren't supposed to like do one of those double. Um, top rope between the legs. I thought it was one of those comedy spots. Mm-hmm. 
when I realized they grabbed each other because they were supposed to go into a spot from there, mm-hmm. I immediately zoned in on their feet. And I'm watching them try to put it together and the rope shakes and they're off balance and they're moving this foot over here. And I'm like, the injury is so close. <laughs> right. Just, so, and they're teetering this way and they're teetering that way. And then Shay, you see Shay like jump. Shay grabs him and jumps. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know if Logan put anything into his legs when he or if he, he just did. fell into the and then he turning really and then yo ricochet is the utmost professional like so safe in there because i was literally you know just what to do i i was doing like my own commentary in my head like i was marking out watching it as it was happening and in my head when they're teetering and trying to get their footing i can like picture logan being like oh shit hold on hold on let me hurry larry hurry and then i can just see ricochet just grab him and be like we're going like whether you jump with me or not, if I gotta mm-hmm. literally drag your ass and flip you myself, we're going. We're going, and that's what it looked like. It was like Logan trying to get ready. He's got one foot over, one mm-hmm. foot under, and the way you can mess that up is like there's a million ways that can go wrong. The margin for error. And Ricochet just like used all the strength he had and was like, "We're going," because when you like you said, when you looked at the legs on the jump, mm-hmm. Logan had no jump whatsoever. It, yeah, yeah. You see like Ricochet like kind of bend fell. his legs, push. Yeah. Logan's just there. And like Ricochet just held him and protected him like a kid the whole time. Like, we're going. And, and it was it was even crazier when I realized they were just gonna flip. Because for a second, it seemed like because Logan ain't put nothing in his legs, they weren't gonna get the the Spanish fly they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And they might end up just both falling into the table, which is fine. Yeah, more preferred. When I realized they were actually going to turn into the table, uh, just major props to Ricochet on cradling Logan's head just enough. Mm-hmm. The margin for error was so... Oh, my goodness. But it still makes for a good spot. Even even with the little slip-up, Tremendous. it was still a beautiful Tremendous. spot. So much credit to Logan Paul because... It feels like he's got educated feet in there. It feels like the way he moves for the amount of matches we've seen. And maybe he's putting in crazy work. I'm sure he is. Mm -hmm. But there's people we've watched for years that just don't have it so naturally like this guy does. Like Triple H said, (laughs) the kid has no business being as good as he is this early. No business. It looks I, like it looks like he's it looks like you know what it's like it's like um you remember the movie like Mike yeah it's like Logan Paul found like Van Damme's boots <laughs> exactly and he's just out there doing stuff he has no business being able to do it's crazy it's crazy yeah it feels like like Mike in there but I mean credit to everybody the match was great and then the match I thought would be a bathroom break, which I mean, in a sorts, kind of had was. this gone any other way, it definitely would have been. Um, and it kind of probably was up to that point. Needless to say, new women's tag team champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel, not because they beat Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey per se, 
because I don't think any of us saw that one coming. No. But because Shayna Baszler turned on Ronda Rousey mid-match when they had it on lock, just decided... Yeah, it was it was still awkward. The, it was the, very I was very shocked. I was shocked too. I, I mean, we knew it was gonna happen, not this early, but we knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. And the thing is, it just felt the sequence felt awkward. Like, all right, tag in. She comes in, does her little dust the hands off, and then just gets choked out out of nowhere. And but then it, Liv is just sitting there watching, like it felt like Ricky Bobby when he won the race and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. But I think I think that's exactly how we were supposed to feel, though, because my man ain't no dummy. So I have to wonder why we didn't see this coming as soon as it happened. I think like, because it was too I think early. intentionally. Well, no, I think it was intentional that they didn't plant any seeds. It kind of seemed like after the initial getting them getting together, all the like little seeds that this is going to lead to a separation just kind of faded away. So the fact that they got all the way back to this match and there was so much cohesion, Mm -hmm. I think he, he made it that way on purpose so that we would be more shocked when she like immediately turned on her after success. Yeah. Because the way Liv looked, it was kind of the way everyone was reacting. Like, wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah. Like, this wasn't a foreseen thing. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't. At least but... not on TV, it wasn't. Yeah, not on TV. Um, <clears throat> But I'm happy for Shayna. And we were talking about about this a little bit before we started um that this whole thing is kind of for Shayna even the reason Ronda's here so it feels like Shayna should be going over easy yeah, I mean, not over easy but I know what you mean but it, she's the clear pick to go over yeah i would hope in an ideal situation it's um Brock versus Cena at SummerSlam. Yeah, okay. I would appreciate for her to just get murked. Yeah, just just have Ronda just get Molly whopped the whole just match. Murked all match. Just the way Shayna Baszler debuted on NXT against Dakota Kai. I don't know how many people remember, but I'm a big fan of the two of them, so I remember it. And I was I was there for like every Shayna match when she started. Mm-hmm. When she debuted against Dakota Kai, it was not very much of a match. It was yeah, it was pretty much just a. Beating. It was her hitting her with the heart. It was like her displaying her wrestling style. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about Shayna's wrestling style is, for whatever reason, she has a way to look like she really meant to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like it's completely safe, but it looks so painful everything looks so painful and yeah she go it's this kind i don't know what it is but it's it's like a 
it's a certain way she moves. You, I was gonna say, you, you like, know what it is. She, I think, I think for me, different. it's the facial expressions and the energy she puts into it, and the pacing. Mm-hmm. She's very good. She's very, she's, she's very, very good at she's what very she does. Good. She's very good. Um, she wrestles a style completely unique to her, mm-hmm. and there's only certain people that really know how to have a style that's completely unique to them. Exactly. Um. But it just looked devastating. It looked like every single thing she did hurt, every knee, every kick, every turn and bend. And then when she hit that elbow spot, where she, it looked like she like completely broke her arm at the elbow, that was just completely devastating. She needs one of those on Ronda, but worse. Mm-hmm. Just just because because Ronda knows how to sell probably better than most of the locker room yeah and Rhonda's skinny enough to sell the shit out of some Shayna blows so I could see it being just like a a, a devastating you know Brock versus Brock versus uh John Cena situation mm-hmm. if they do it right mm. that's just me All right, moving on. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any last no. thoughts that I... No, that was pretty much everything on that one. out all my Shannon stuff. You saw Matt versus Gunther. Yes. I feel like I remember, uh, I remember not being able to see all of this match. So you tell me your take. This match was kind of like the... Because of what happened in the second match, ironically enough, I feel like this was a little bit of a bathroom break match, but mm. not bathroom break match in the sense of, man, I'm not watching a single thing from this match. It was just, it was a regular, it was a normal match. It, the pace wasn't crazy. Um, they kind of just fed off of the injury to Riddle's leg. That was kind of like the main theme of the of the match. And I will say this though, they did do a good job of letting letting it show that Gunther is human. That Gunther does feel pain because mm-hmm. another theme of the match was Riddle's kicks to Gunther's chest. Because I think Riddle, the first kick Riddle hit him with, it actually kind of floored him. Mm. And he, you could actually see the welt on his chest a little bit. So they did do a good job of storytelling that, you know, Gunther is human. He can still feel pain he's not Thanos but you know most this entire match was more based around Riddle's foot injury I found it funny that at a certain point in the match Gunther's style of offense was just grab his foot and slap his foot that I that I do remember like I remember being the best part about it he literally just he just started slapping his foot like he was playing hot potato or just like pimp slapping his foot that that's one funny. of my that's one of my best and i don't know which one of triple h's writers came up with this not necessarily that it's never been seen before that it's super revolutionary you just don't see it a lot no i love the finishes and they're they are like it's it's one of triple h's boys because it, it happens a lot more with triple h matches mm-hmm. triple h knows how to end rivalries where there's a definitive winner but you're not necessarily feeling worse about the other guy. Yeah. Like and I he'll 
Go ahead. No, no, you're good. He'll have the the finish will most likely be that they've taken it as far as they can go. And then somebody just snaps at the end. Yeah. <laughs> somebody just happens to just not take no for an answer at the end. And it'll end up, it's like um callback Bailey Sasha and NXT, where she had the she had the um the what what was her crossface called? The boss lock. The boss lock. She's the boss lock on. And Bailey's reaching for the ropes and she just starts stomping down on Bailey's hand while she's doing the, the boss lock so that she has no choice but to tap out. Like she just she yeah. just snaps. Like I'm just not having it anymore. Um or you know, um the Kevin Owens one where he just snaps and power bombs Sami Zayn to death. Mm-hmm. Like somebody towards the end of the match just goes, forget this. And that, I felt like that's exactly what Gunther did towards the end. They took it as far as they could take it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Gunther's like, man, I'm sick of this. I'm just yeah. going to grab your foot and beat the hell out of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so literally he- what it was. He slapped his foot like 10, 15 times and then put him in a heel hook. And that was the end of the match. Rip for dear life. And I will say, though. We, that's a great finish. Yeah, we normally don't see the heel hook as like the ending of a match too often. Mm-hmm. Which is another great thing about Gunther is that they don't really have one specific finish. Yeah, it was more Gunther like just a, hits you with one of the big ones. Yeah, it was, it, <laughs> it was more like a joint manipulation. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, that lot, that was, was the theme of technical. the match. But that's UK, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's why Riddle decided to braid the hair and come out to really show more that. Um, stand and bang ufc style yeah their their this match was more of the style of their progress match it was a style clash yeah like it was their it was their matches that they've had in progress before if you haven't seen the progress matches between walter and uh matt riddle look them up on youtube you can find them this this match was kind of the same style that makes so much sense now and i rock them too ironically enough progress was in the uk and mm-hmm. they fought again in the uk which again makes sense for another match we're going to get to that i think is right after this but that just great point they a lot of progress um a lot of progress wrestlers were shown mm-hmm. which makes so much sense in the end um so the match following that cody versus dom which I'm not necessarily sure how I feel, man. I'm not necessarily sure how I feel about it. Um, yeah. How did you feel? How did you feel? I was like, wait, this is it? Right? Yeah. Like, I kind of expected <laughs> a little bit more than this. Like, this is all we get? I'm expecting something, yeah, like low us for having high expectations. No, he's just going to beat him because he's Cody Rhodes. Oh, this, oh damn. This, this was the Vince McMahon match. <laughs> this was the Vince this McMahon was the, match. This was Build the, up our hopes, take a shit on it. That's what this one was. That This was the one Vince wanted to write. The end. This, this, was Vince, this was Vince's writing. This was Vince going, you got to give me one of them. Give me the Cody back. I this can't was, do that up. 
this was this was Vince and Kevin Dunn written all over it. Right. They were like, well, something needs to happen with the Cody match. So we'll give that one to dad. Dad's more of the extravagant stuff. He's more of the big players. What are he'll we going to do in some, this match? He'll give us something we weren't thinking of. And they're like, all right, dad, what do you got? He wins. Right. But what are we going to do in the match? Okay, but yeah. Nothing. How long is the match going to go? Less than 10 minutes. But then Brock shows up. No. <laughs> wait, wait, what? That was it? That's it? Was like, yeah. does, any, does anyone from Judgment Day come in? No. No help whatsoever. Rhea doesn't know. Is Rhea going to help him? No. She's standing there. Does she trip Cody? She yells at him. <laughs> it's just the one time he plays it safe. <laughs> But I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. I was I was for sure like Brock is gonna cost them the match. You, Dom will get a big win. Dom gets a lot of hate. Cody gets a loss, but feels protected. You know what the tagline be Cody versus Brock at, at SummerSlam. What the tagline for this match should be? Mm. Cody versus Dom. They're not all winners. <laughs> They're not all. Like, if every match on this card has a tagline for the result of the match, mm. like yeah, men's, men's, mo- men's money in the bank, God bless Ricochet. Women's <laughs> tag title match. No one saw that coming. No one saw that coming, literally. Yeah. Cody versus Dom. They can't all be winners. <laughs> Sometimes the people lose. <laughs> Sometimes the people lose. That That's the tagline. Sometimes we lose. Oh man, yeah, that was a. I don't know, that was but a, I get the feeling this ain't over. How did that become the bathroom break match? Right, very best feud, very best feud so far, and bathroom break. Oh yeah, and then here's a weird one: John came home. Who? And I just uh, John Cena, John John Cena. Oh, I didn't see nobody. Same time. I see nothing. All right. right. He got me. I walked into that one. Yeah. So John comes back. Very happy to see John. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, John says, I'm here to try to get WrestleMania in London. Sweet. You know, I was, and I go, oh, this is the FU to AEW. This is. I remember Mrs. Jobber being like, you know, um, do you think because they announced Wembley that Money in the Bank moved to London? And I was like, no. I think they plan to be in London already, and AEW just happened to time their announcement around that time. But then more, when more John came out, because more than likely, they 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 already know where the big ones are going to be. Yeah. Um. So when John came out and said that, I was like, no, this is the slap in the face of the one thing. <laughs> We're going to yeah. do mania there. Then. How about that? Yeah. So, um, but would, everything after that is kind of unnecessary to me. I, I do want to say though, I found it funny that during the segment with Grayson Waller and um, they, John is able to poke fun at himself and stand on his own two feet still at this given age. But 
I don't know if you've seen it recently. He just went viral because somebody tried to take a video of him. And yeah, he, he was like, come again. Uh, can I take a picture for my friends? Come again. Can I just take a picture of you? How about can I spend some time with my friends? Thank you. And John was able to poke fun at that with Grayson Waller. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that at first, but then I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, wait, was that from the video that somebody took of him this week? And then I seen the video again. I'm like, that's the same damn comment. Literally the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even and, make that connection until so you just said that. But yeah. And and I didn't mind John coming back because John is John is a Hogan that we like. He's good Hogan. He's, he's our generation's Hulk Hogan. Yes, he's he's he's, he's Hogan that's not a dick. He's the Hogan we deserved. Yes. And and I I will stand on that. I will stand on that battle front line against anybody who opposes. Yeah. He's he's that. a Hogan that we love. He's a Hogan that we like. Yeah. And he's he's past the uh he's past the shield to Cody. Yeah. We're just waiting for him to claim it. Anyway, so John comes out. The whole thing with Grayson Waller I found weird and unnecessary, but you gotta whatever. do something. John came back and maybe that'll lead to something down the line. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. But no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Grayson, but we're not that was we don't want Grayson and John. That was so weird. That was so weird. And in in a weird way, he started to feel Austin Theory. And I was like, you gotta get that off of you. You gotta get that Austin Theory off you right now, Grayson. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if anyone now, can take ooh. the Austin Theory out of Austin Theory, it's John Cena. And if anyone can take the Austin Theory out of Grayson Waller, it's probably John. Yeah, but I just I didn't want to I didn't want him to feel like that so early. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bad it's a bad ick to have on you because theory's still working that off. Um, but on to better things. Mm-hmm. The women's money in the bank ladder match follows, and um, I have a good thing to say. Okay. And then I'll let you have it. My good thing is um, I think they picked the right person to win. Right? Um, And then after that, I will let you take it because. All right. So you said they picked the right person to win. Mm -hmm. I'm not disagreeing. I'm agreeing. Yes, I know I picked Zelina Vega to win. Which would have been nice. I mean, given given what I was thinking and given my defense of it, I still stand by that, yeah, even now, I would have picked Zelina to win because I didn't think they were going to give it to Io given that she's in damage control with Bailey. I, I didn't think they were going to have the balls to give it to somebody who's in a faction. Sure enough, like a Triple H proving me wrong. But as far as it goes... There were some spots in this match that were pretty good that I actually enjoyed. I like that Trish was able to do some high spots that weren't necessarily high spots. Mm-hmm. Like doing the uh, the wrap around the ladder and giving somebody the Hurricane Rana. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that little front flip that she did on the ladder and just laid there for like a good two minutes. I didn't know what that was about. <laughs> like, like she just, she did her little front flip and just laid there. She didn't move. She didn't get hurt. She just kind of stood there. Um, that was, that was, that was weird to me too. Yeah. I did see that. Good ladder bump with uh, Becky taking the manhandle slam off the announce table onto the ladder. She did a good mm-hmm. job playing dead there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, other people had great spots in this match too. Zoe Starks was like the one who took some of the worst spots, in my opinion. She was able to take that. Uh, she took that fall from the ladder. She took the chancleta, threw it, and then did, got that little flip off the top and went through the ladder and bounced again. Shout out to Zelina for doing her cousin's move. She, she did the uh yeah where did yeah. that come from why is, weren't we saying that one earlier like i that? i heard it that her cousin is uh is a, amazing red is amazing red i was yeah like, we we've touched on that before I was like wait a minute what yeah her cousin's amazing red we talked about it we have we didn't talk about it at length but we brought it up that her cousin's amazing red it might not have been on a pod episode, but we did bring up that her cousin's amazing red. But my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well. And then the ending, I'm not going to lie. The ending was funny as hell. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, I, um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the so the Bailey and Becky handcuff, that was funny. And I think that was beautiful storytelling, whether it was intentional or not. Beautiful storytelling. Whether it was intentional or not. Here are two of the most prolific women's superstars we have of this generation and Becky and Bailey. And here's this up-and-comer just climbing over them both Mm -hmm. while they're handcuffed together. And she just sits on top of them with her briefcase. Lovely. I thought that was beautiful. Lovely. But I couldn't stop laughing. I was laughing the whole time. Like, literally, she handcuffs them. She's sitting on the ropes just watching them laughing and then climbs over top of them. Even after the bell rang and they announced it, I couldn't stop laughing. She literally climbed the ladder of success over her mentors and the people that came before her to accomplish something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, the symbolism. Was and it was something we never seen. It was something we haven't seen before. Great spot, yeah, yeah, great spot between the two of them. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so happy about the decision because EO Sky didn't choose to still be in damage control. She kind of had that thrust upon her with the injury to Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. so we thought her push was taking a step back, and they were just gonna run this very long story with her and. Bailey kind of being on the same thing, which was gonna get boring. This this is this spices it up. Yeah, and you this never know. Us know we haven't changed plans on EO. She's still the focus, but we found a way to make it work at the same time. And they both got something to do now. You know, EO's missed money in the bank, and Bailey's gonna go join Judgment Day. <laughs> That would be funny. Representing the Judgment Day, Bailey. Wait a minute, did she that just say that? No, but that, but but it's it's good that they chose EO. 
Um, I too wouldn't have been mad about Zelina, but I feel like she needs like a year and I feel like the entire LWO needs like another year. Yeah, like like I said in the beginning, I'm not mad that Zelina didn't win. That not I've noticed that with both the money and the bank matches. My pick didn't win, but I'm not upset about it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's that's good though, because it is. I feel like some of the best money in the bank winners are the guys you didn't expect it to be. Yeah. At least for the results of the matches. Like had it like had it been Bailey who won or had it been Trish who won, we'd have been like, wait, what the fuck? Or had it been anyone else but Edge going into that money in the bank ladder match? Yeah, like which if Kane if Kane would have won else. money in the bank. If Kane would have won it, we'd have been like, huh? Like this guy really. So some of the people, some of the people that win these are the are the ones you don't expect, and they turn out to be some of the better ones because Yeah. Before we realize, all right, well, how is this guy going to be? They had already had a plan, and we just had to wait and see. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Dame's. I feel like Dame's going to be good. I feel like Eos is going to be good. I feel like she's probably going to cash in on Oscar. Ooh, a lot of history on that one. That that that. Because I feel cool. like she wouldn't work with Rhea. I feel like whoever challenges Rhea and hates the belt from her has to be like Rhea's Gunther now. I don't now. even know. Yeah, she's like Gunther now. Like I don't You going to do this? That. Do it the right way. Yeah, don't don't expect her to lose that job for another year or two maybe. Like she's going to be impossible to defeat. She's China, dude. Mommy's keeping that belt as long as she wants to. As long as she wants. And Eddie, Eddie's gonna come up on some United States for some IC gold too. Don't, don't, don't be surprised. I mean, he gonna get his Latina heat side off on that. Um, oh, I, I'm, I, we, we got to talk about something after this. Okay. Because <laughs> you just said something, and something stupid just came to my mind. It, after pod discussions, is it the flower in the mouth? No, no. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But EO EO is the winner. Let's not digress. EO is the winner. Um, and the match was solid. I don't think it was quite as good as the men's one, but I think the finish was better. Yeah. And um, kudos to everybody for still putting on a solid match with uh, very low expectations coming from this side. Kind of. So credit to everybody involved. Um, not who I thought was going to win, but very happy with the decision. Um, Finn versus Seth. World Heavyweight Championship in London. I have good things to say. I think all good things to say here. What are your thoughts? For me, it was it was kind of what I expected. Like, well, not in the moment, not leading up to from money and from the start of money in the bank to the match. It it was kind of what I expected, you know. Good solid match. There are two great workers in the ring. So it's not like the match is gonna be a dud. It's almost impossible for Seth to have a, a dud match nowadays, anyway. Um, but 
good solid match. I like the um I like the little Easter egg that they threw in there with Priest running out and saying, Hey, yeah, I'm still here. I'm here. I just got it, but I'm here, you know. Um and the result didn't surprise me. I kind of figured Seth was gonna win anyway. So I mean, all things considered, I really don't have any complaints about the match. It was a solid match and yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that one. Um, I think it says a lot for Balor. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly a little upset. It was an arc I wasn't expecting. But I guess I should have known Triple H has these kind of Sometimes Triple H is really good at his job, right? Yeah. And one thing that Hunter is good at when he wants to be is keeping I'm trying to think of what the phrase would be. Keeping certain What are you what are you trying to touch at? It's like a rule. I'm not saying a rule, but like certain things are definitive. Like somebody will always have somebody's number definitive. Oh, oh. I, I yeah. I, I, I see what you're trying to say. It's like no matter how good this person is, there's always gonna be that one person that they just always it's always there yeah if like like rock and austin at the wrestlemanias yeah um taker will always be kane not that this is a triple h thing uh but if you want to go to a triple h thing tomaso will always be better than johnny gargano they've it's it's kind of like time and time again it's kind of like no matter how dominant roman is he will never definitively beat seth Seth will always have Roman's number. Yeah. Um, it's been like that for years. Mm-hmm. You can like literally it is like a constant. Seth mm-hmm. will always have Roman's number. And I think I think this is one of those things. I think that um if it wasn't for that moment where Damien came out there and stood up it would have been that constant that Finn is better than Seth on yeah. any given night it may not be a constant that he'll always win but if he loses it won't be his fault in the constant he will be better than Seth on any given night because he, he literally had that match won and Dame even said it in the press conference Yeah, Dame messed that up so I mean it was a good match it didn't blow me away but it was surprising to see the storyline they went with that Balor just had his number and Damien ruined it in the end mm-hmm. it's very surprising for um, Seth Rollins to be in that kind of position the, as the world champion is kind of the number three here yeah Dame being number one, Finn being number two, and Seth kind of being number three because had nobody got involved, he'd have lost that match. Mm-hmm. And that had just been weird. 
So the fact that it's like, all right, well, you would have lost regardless. So now I'm focusing on Finn, who would have beat you. And Dame, who had money in the bank, is his best friend that cost him this match. Pretty much, yeah. They feel a little more important than Seth in that moment. Which is interesting. That's that's what I found surprising about it. But overall, it was it was kind of a it was solid. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, you're not gonna get a bad match between them two. Yeah, it was just surprising the way they the dynamic they're going with now. Yeah. Is 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 Finn getting out of the judgment day to you, or is this not yet? Not yet. Not yet. There's there's still some there, there's still some time to go before we, we can even discuss anybody leaving judgment day. At least as, as far as I can see. Do you think Finn would do something like cost Damien the money in the bank? No, I don't think he's costing Damien money in the bank. But I think when Damien wins money in the bank, then that's when we're going to... Mad tension. Yeah, or not win money in the bank. When he wins the world title, that's where we're going to start getting the tension from. Are we going to get Damien versus Finn for the world title? Wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it. I'll tell you one thing. that That sounds like a great match for the Rumble. That sounds like, like a good... That sounds like a great match for the Rumble or maybe even the pay-per-view before the Rumble. I wouldn't be upset we, about that. We end, we end the year with uh, Damien having the world title and then Finn just, you know, kicking the hell out of him. And then that sets up their match at Rumble for the world I title. Think, I think, oh. Do we have time? How long do how long have we been going? Do we have a little bit of time before the world title match? All right, I'll give myself 10 seconds. For 10 seconds, let's fantasy book this. Yep. What if Finn stays while he has money in the bank, recruits JD McDonough to join Judgment Day, but in a twist, they're just holding out until the right time. And Finn and uh, McDonough are plotting to turn on Damien on some high-profile moment when he goes to cash in or after he cashes in and wins, they immediately turn on him to run um, Finn versus Dame at the next big pay-per-view. Probably WrestleMania. Like, I could see that. I could see him finally cashing in um, at one of the bigger pay-per-views and they help him win and then immediately turn on him. And then you could run like maybe a big tag team match between Dame and Dom versus Finn and McDonough, and then mm-hmm. run Finn and Dame at the. It could game. happen. It's Just not out. It's, it's it's not too outlandish. It's Just not even. It's not even that outlandish. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. It could definitely happen. You know, he makes it seem like he forgot about it, and he's cool now. And you guys should really. You know, they can run a few months of you guys should trust McDonough, you know. Yeah. Then they let McDonough in and then boom. Drop of a dime as soon as he wins it. Pretty much. Pull the trigger. Um, but yeah, moving on to the main event. Quick little fantasy book. Um, the Bloodline Civil War closes out the show. Roman Reigns. 
for over a thousand days, the greatest world champion in the modern era. Solo Sokoa, the right-hand man against the ones, the Usos. Storytelling. Mm. Storytelling. Name of the game. If you have no faith in Triple H, putting a match together and telling a story in this WWE that we are in currently in 2023, you need to get your eyes checked. You need to get your ears checked. You need to go seek psychiatric help because good Lord, was this match a beautiful masterpiece from the start to the end of the damn match. Everything had a purpose. Everything was where it needed to be. That, that this was one of those this was just one of those like like my compliments to the chef that's what this was everybody everybody in this match were was where they needed to be did what they needed to do and didn't miss on a single important part of this match in mm-hmm. no way shape or form mm-hmm. and you get that with not not just, you know, people who've been in the business for a long time, but for people who have so much chemistry with each other, obviously family is part of it because they're family. But when you get four people that just know each other so well and have so much great chemistry and are already in the midst of a great story, there's no way you miss on this. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was. This was just four people who have great, amazing chemistry telling continuing a beautiful story that's been going on for three years. I mean, they did a tremendous job, man. They did a tremendous job start to finish. And sometimes, you know, call back to consistency, call back to storytelling, call back to um, definitive things in wrestling. On any given night, Jay Uso can be the answer to Roman Reigns. Not he doesn't necessarily he not necessarily doesn't necessarily have to win every time, but we've never seen a moment where Jay's definitively lost to Roman Reigns. It's never it's we've never seen it. But what we have seen is main event Jay Uso main eventing and beating, pinning the tribal chief Roman Reigns. So I mean, this was just perfect. I, sometimes being simple is best. And yeah. the answer here was simply the Usos are the greatest tag team ever. There was no... Why are was... they going to win? Because they're the greatest tag team ever. Why would they lose? There wasn't no extravagant extra help or backup plan or whatever. The, the Usos are the greatest tag team in the world. They're not going to lose to anybody. This was one of those Doctor Strange, Avengers, uh, Infinity War moments. There's no other way. There's no other way. There was no other choice. This was the way you had to go. Mm-hmm. This is how you continue to tell a great story. And there's ways you can go with this story going forward to continue it. But this is what needed to happen. Mm. 
And like you said, for a thousand days, the dude's not been beaten. He's not been pinned. The since last since twenty nineteen. Three and a half years. You you know who the last person to pin this man was? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Bum ass Corbin. He wasn't bum ass Corbin yet, but bum ass Corbin. Mm-hmm. Who's now back to the lone wolf? Congratulations, Corbin. I'll be keeping an eye out now that you're important again. We next pod, if we talk next about pod, Corbin, next I got something to say about the lone wolf character. Next pod. But it's just it was the match was exactly what it needed to be. And it was a spectacle. Like everything that happened, the the spike spear combo, the stack them up and trying to pin them thing, mm-hmm. the kick out into the low blow. Like everything, so many callbacks. Yeah, like taking kudos to taking the page right out of the Roman playbook, mm-hmm. you know. And then the ending itself being poetic justice. Like here, you take this double super kick. All right, now you come in. You get the pin. Mm-hmm. You do this. We the ones, but you the one. You the one that got it. And do. even up to the final moments of. Jimmy tagging him in and him almost as soon as he hits the corner, it's um again, it's a universal feeling. And I watched the interview with Ariel Hawani and they say they never they don't take acting classes, they just kind of know how to click on all these levels mm-hmm. and make it look genuinely that real. Um big acting moment for Jimmy because as he tags him in and he hits that moment in the corner, he turns into like everyone watching at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know what's supposed to happen next. He hits that tag as a wrestling fan. If you know the Usos, he hits that tag. Jay hits that splash. It's over. We've seen it a million times before. But he hits the corner and he's like, I know what's supposed to happen next. But he's still like, he's got his fingers up, his fingers crossed. Like he's like, are we? Is it possible that this mm-hmm. is really? I know this is what happens next, but is it really going to happen? And yeah. until. And until the ref counts three, he's almost like waiting for the kick out. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was it was just perfect acting. Everyone was on their P's and Q's all the way up until the end. And even I was like, oh, no, oh, he really did it. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. he really did it. OK, mm-hmm. that, like, that's I what was, it was up until the very last moment. I was like, wait, is it really going to? And I knew, you know, I know this finish. I know I've seen it a thousand times, but. Could it really be as simple as no? Jay's better on any mm-hmm. given day. Jay main event. Jay Uso can put down Roman Reigns, and it was awesome, man. It was all they're the greatest tag team to ever do it. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to say, like I was talking about, when you got four people with so much chemistry, obviously family plays a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. I man, I don't even care that it's kind of breaking kayfabe a little bit. I love the fact that Roman, in the midst of getting pinned, told Jay, I love you. Mm, did he? He did. I have to look back at that. I told totally him that. Yeah, oh, he, that's he so said, much love. Literally. That he is hit, so much love. He hits the splash, and it's one, two, I love you. Three. I got to go back and find I'm going to send you. I'll send you the clip so you oh, can see it. Oh, man. But it was literally, awesome. he hits the splash, lifts the leg, one, two, and then he just like, I love you. Three. Just I don't even That's care. Tears, that, man. That's I don't tears. even care that they broke K. That's tears, man. I don't. I don't even care. How could you? You know. 
it's it's I very see. you know what it was it reminded me of sean and rick flair i'm yeah. sorry i love you yeah Boom. man it reminds me of that it reminds me of when rock finally beat austin at mania because mm-hmm. he did the same thing it was like oh man that is that is emotional it's ray and solo and solo telling ray thank you after the three count yes oh man the respect man the respect is everything i love it i love the love i love the and it's so big for them mm-hmm. you know you know in a world full of counterfeit bucks um they're the greatest is what i'm saying yes <laughs> they're the greatest and they deserve it man who needs bucks when you can have ones? <laughs> when you can have one. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm, my jokes are terrible. That's going on a TikTok. <laughs> oh Who shit! Bucks when you can have ones. When you can have ones. All right, man. That does it for the wrap up. Yeah. So that is the uh, that is the money in the bank rundown. All in all, very solid pay per view. I have really not many complaints about it, Stevie. I'm sure you you're in the same boat. Not many complaints. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. It was a solid show. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing another pay per view in London. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. Excuse me. Premium live event. Premium live event. They don't yeah. do pay per views anymore. Yeah, no. Other. Than- yeah. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. <laughs> no, but guys, thank you for tuning in. As always, if you're new here, make sure you check us out on all the platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Make sure you check out the TikTok as well. And if you might as well, go go ahead, go check out DangerousJobbersWebsite.com. Stay up to date on everything we, we end up putting out. But that's pretty much it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you stay up. Make sure you stay blessed. And as always, like Winston says, <laughs> stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Oh, no.